another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello everybody and welcome to the Horror Show. Show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hey Joe, how you doing? Good man, how's it going? Oh, it's good, it's good. We uh, we talked about the uh, the weather, our sweet fans were messaging us asking if we're okay. Um, Honestly, really fucking nice people we have. I know, it's so crazy. Like, just randomly reach out and are like, hey, hope you're okay. And I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Wishing like my family being safe. Yeah. Well, normal life didn't even ask that. You know, <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was thinking about that because yeah, you posted something very nice on Instagram about us coming back and uh, and the fucking comments, For, dude. I can't even. I can't even. I can't express what the comments meant to me. It was absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. Uh, when I started going through, so I saw like. You know, on Instagram, you see, like, only two comments, right? And I was like, oh, and, and he's like, you know, the see more, right? And you're like, oh. So, I saw two super nice ones, and I was like, fuck, like, that's the nicest shit I've ever read in my life. And I was like, there's more. All right, let me look. Dude, there were, I started going through it because I was like, I'm going to like all of them because, they're you know, they're probably all nice. It was ridiculous. And I got, like, halfway through, like, scrolling down, and I was like, fuck, like, this is a lot of people, like, and they were all the nicest things I've ever fucking read. The, 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 the fucking nice, like I was showing Tina, I was like, "What are these people are saying about us?" Like this is very humbling. So, yeah, much appreciate. It means a lot. Like oh that, I mean, this, that's why we do it, right? Like there, without them, there'd be no us. And to get that response, is just it's so nice. It was, it was, it was fucking crazy. It was fucking crazy. It, which is funny because like we just had that rant on like the last episode about like these fucking <laughs> reviews that like fucking pissed me off. There was, there was one though, fuck, there was one that I didn't actually read until, I didn't get to see until today, um, but, fuck, shit, sorry, um, it was, it was like one of the, it was like, it was one of the nicest things, um, Oh, it was uh, our buddy. Um, I I forget her real name. Um, Fire Tech. Oh, Jasmine. Jasmine Stone. Jasmine. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hardcore fan. She had like one of the nicest things. But I loved what she wrote because she was like, if Q was like your last, I forget what exactly what she wrote, but she was like, if Q was your last episode, it would have been f- like a great ride, like fun period of time listening to you guys. And then she's like, but it's, you came back and now you guys, I, it's clear that you guys were just getting warmed up on that first one. And I was like, fuck. Cause I do feel like we're doing our best work right now. Like beyond, beyond, like, I think we're like light years ahead of what we were doing prior. Yeah. And I, I think we're, I think we're having more fun. I think, I think, we're, I mean, that's obviously, that's obviously the key. Like, yeah, it's not a, it's not a chore anymore. Like, no, not trying to. I, th- I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves back then to like be something. Yeah, we were worried about what people thought about us. I think for that, that was definitely part of it, and all that nervous laughter that I <laughs> that I did, I guess. Was yeah, you got to stop. Pro- pro- problem, pro- <laughs> fucking problematic, I guess. Um. 
Anyway, so thanks to everyone. I don't even know where we I, that tangent was was going, but thanks to everyone, man. That was that was fucking wild. But oh, we were just talking about how nice they were, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> all right. Go fuck yourselves, everyone. That's no, that's out of the way. <laughs> I'm done with that bullshit. Um, so this week we were supposed to do the Legend of Boggy Creek, um, a, a movie Joe Bob had done twice. So I was like, hey. You know, it's – oh, and MST3K did it. So I was like, okay, like – and it's like – I don't want to say it's uh, iconic, but like you and me had both heard things about it, right? And we it's, were like – It's been on my watch list for a while. Me too. I haven't seen it. Same. But I've wanted to. Right. The cover's great, right? Like it's got like this weird vibe to yeah, it. Disproportionate body man. <laughs> Bigfoot. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's a great cover and like, you're just, you're very, it piques your interest. And a lot of people are like, Hey, this was like before Blair Witch, there was this. So you're like, okay. Like if you're into that, which I am and Joe is not, but I was like, Hey, I'm in like, that sounds great. Like not the first found footage, but more of like in tune with like that, like newer era of it right I, i'd love to see anything like that this thing i've never seen anything further from the blair witch and the blair witch i mean joe joe thinks it's the most boring movie on earth i haven't seen it in a minute but like you know it's it's slow it's a slow move it's slow moving right <laughs> like, well, uh, so 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 the, i, I want to hop i want to hop on Boggy okay, Creek. okay let's go like let's go but i do want to i do want to say uh, I might have mentioned this before. During our hiatus, the Blair Witch had an anniversary, and like that's pretty much all I do is watch movies based if they're turning thirty or forty years old. It's, it's like the weirdest habit ever, but that's all I watch. Um, I watched, I rewatched the Blair Witch. It's not as bad as I made it out. To okay. Me. So, so Paranormal Activity will take the crown. Oh, that that's actually the one you had a bigger problem with. I, I okay. I, yeah. I mean, I mean that I'm not conceding on. I've seen it twice. And I'm <laughs> But Blair Witch, I assumed, I mean, I had always hated and thought it was overhyped. I don't love it, but it wasn't as bad as I remember. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, where would you rank, where would you rank Legend of Boggy Creek? Uh, uh, so, so <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't finish Boggy Creek. And I intend to. I, I didn't stop it because I was miserable. I mean, I was, but that's not, that's not why I stopped it. I stopped it because Tina was like drooling on herself like i was like i'm not going to subject you to to finishing this um and i watched the the joe bob version because and, and for those who are on patreon you're going to hear this twice because i already started talking about it but sean had messaged me and he was like dude we can't do this movie like, we have to audible and that was yesterday <laughs> um he, he was like it's, it's rated g it's literally like a documentary <laughs> like some guy just talking which honestly piqued my interest i was like it can't be that boring right <laughs> like or if it is that boring i have to see it like i have to see it to believe it um but i chose the joe bob version because at least there's breaks and like he can offer insight yes and so like i mean like give cool facts i the before the first break it, it was already it was already like at a snail's pace like what the fuck? I don't even know what the guy was talking about for half of it. And Joe Bob started it by by saying it made twenty million, twenty five million dollars, and it scared people to death. <laughs> those people, those people, should be fucking ashamed of themselves. I don't care what what point in time this was released. You know, like 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 when the first movie came out and it was that train robbery and people were scared. Yeah. Fine, I get it. Like you've never seen someone point a gun at you before. <laughs> if, 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 
if you're scared of of fucking Boggy Creek, the slow moving, like, go fuck yourself. Like that's honestly obscene that people were scared of this. <laughs> uh, it, it actually really is, and it's also weird because so Joe Bob I I mentioned has done this movie twice. Um, this movie was made in seventy two, so yeah, like wait, like <laughs> fucking insane. Um. This movie, and also it's it's its anniversary, uh, like tomorrow from the date we're recording, August twenty third, uh, was it is its anniversary. Um, so I was like, when I saw that, I was like, this is gonna be great for the show, dude. It's it, it, it's narrated. It's a nature documentary, man. The first the first five to ten minutes is just animals, right? R- like running around. Um, it's narrated by Vern Stearman, who also narrated. Town that dreaded sundown, which oddly enough, folk Arkansas, right? folk Arkansas is right near Texarkana, so it's just kind of odd. But um, it is one, of, and also I, oh, what I was going to say was Joe Bob did it twice, and you're telling me he's like, oh, this scared everyone. I have I was watching the like TNT version of when he did this, and he was basically like, this movie is fucking rough. <laughs> <laughs> like he was not thrilled about it, like, <laughs> and he was not on the hype train. He was not trying to hype this movie up whatsoever. And uh, I don't know how you could. I told Joe like maybe we could have done a live show on it, like the way we do it with the watch along, similar to like a Joe Bob, right, where we take breaks and talk about it. But even then, dude, I watched thirty minutes, and I was like, I don't have anything to say. Like, what can you even say? It's just a narrator being like, boy, people are really scared around these parts. Yeah. Dude, the first 10 minutes is a kid. A kid. Watch a grass ruffle. (laughs) Dude, you watch a kid run across a field real time. He runs forever, like three miles. He gets to these old people. They're fucking ancient. They're like 90,000 years old. And they're like, hey, he's like, kids like my mom saw a monster. And she needs your help. And the guy's like, uh, go fuck yourself. And the kid's like, <laughs> kid's like, okay. And then you watch him in real time run home. <laughs> so it's not even as, as much as they claim it's like this documentary. It's not like you, you're it. That is very much like acting, right? Like yeah. you're, you're watching a kid run across a field. It was so weird. And, and that kid is supposed to be the narrator, because the narrator chimes in and is like, oh, I was seven years old when I first heard his screams. It scared me then. It scares me now. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, now we're going to get into the docu-style of it. it. Dude, it was the same shit just over and over again. It was so crazy. It did was you so- did you finish the movie? No, I couldn't, dude. It was, it was fucking brutal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you know what's making me laugh right now? And and I really don't mean to harp on, on negatives and and. You know, give them more publicity than than needed. But the, the negative reviews are always like these guys act holier than thou, and, and they can't even be bothered to like watch the whole thing. Oh. Then, both of us are like fuck this movie. We only watched thirty minutes of it. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, because it's just like you know when it's not your and it's it, okay. So let me put it this way: maybe this might be a movie that if we watched just by ourselves, like, although I doubt it, but. We, if we watched by ourselves, not for the show, maybe we'd be like, all right, that was kind of cool, like, for the time, maybe. Um, Listen, I intend on finishing it this week, so I'll, I'll report back to you next week. All right, I'll finish it, too, I guess. But I won't uh, take any notes. I, I, won't, I won't 
try and register anything. I just want to watch it. Yeah, just watch it. I mean, because it's like there's so, and I think I think maybe in our earlier episodes or, or like the last run, I think sometimes. Um, not that I would confuse it, but like, I would say a movie's like terrible. And sometimes I think I was more thinking for the show and not as a movie, right? Like, like the, 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 the like legend of Boggy Creek, we can't do it on this fucking show. There's nothing to fucking talk about. You're just watching it. And there's a narrator being like, and then this happened. Joe. And then it just cuts to stories of people, and like none of them, it's not docu style. It's you're watching. No, it reminded me of those old like Disney VHS. That's what it was, dude. That's exactly what it was. One hundred percent, the like wonderful world of Disney, and it was like, get ready for this great movie. This is like like pre Disney mega power. They're like wild world of Disney movie tonight. Get ready for this, and it's just some asshole talking over nature shots. You're like, what the fuck is this? fucking unbelievable it it was it was brutal it was fucking brutal but um so many old people with guns you you barely see the monster just some guy talking about his hogs being killed it was fucking insane but anyway so we audibled we did we audibled we had a lot of movies on our list for this summer thing uh one of them chose one not on any of them (laughs) But it was it was a better choice. It was a better choice. When Joe told me about this, I was very excited. So um, we we had the Hills Have Eyes on the list, and we were like, oh, maybe we toy around with that. And then Joe pitches Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Now, I did not know that they made a sequel to the 1977 movie. I only knew the Hills Have Eyes 2 from, like, 2007 or something like that. Yeah. So... Joe, like, texts me today, thank God. And it's like, hey, just FYI, you're watching the one from 85, right? And I was like, holy shit. Like, I had no idea. Dude, even if you search it's Hills funny. Have Eyes 2, it, that, that 2007 comes up. Yeah. Right, probably because Wes had it scrubbed from memory, <laughs> from existence. But, like, I, did, I didn't know that there was a 2007 one. So I'm watching it, and Tina is sitting on the couch next to me, and she's, like, reading off these facts. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what are you reading? None of this makes any sense. None of this applies. And she's like, it's right here. And, like, she was t- telling me, like, the reviews and all this. And I'm like, none of this makes sense. And I was like, are you sure you're looking at the right movie? And she's like, yeah, he'll survive too. And I'm like, what the fuck? Am I in the Twilight Zone? And she showed it to me. I was like, oh, my God, there's one from 2007. And I was like... I, like, I sat on it for a minute, and I was like, maybe I should ask Sean which one he's watching. <laughs> like, maybe it's not common knowledge that the fucking Michael Berryman one <laughs> is the one I'm talking about. So, oh, boy. Luckily, I texted you. And I was so happy to find out this existed. Like, I, it was not even like a – even if I had watched the, the 2007 one, I would have immediately put on the this the 85 one because that sounds so much more exciting to see Michael Berryman at it again. Um, I love Michael Barron. I mean, you know what's crazy is like Wes puts him in that fucking movie, Hills Have Eyes, and and like, almost kills him because he can't sweat and he makes him film. In the- Dude, Michael, for those who don't know, Michael Michael Barron has birth effects, which is not funny. I'm not making light of his birth effects, but he can't sweat. He was he was born with yeah. sweat glands, and it, it's documented that during the first Hills of Ice, they were filming in the desert and they would have to like do the shots with Barryman and immediately wrap him up and like put him in a, fr- like a cooler. Cause like he was overheating. So then he gets him to do it again for the Hills of Ice too. It's, it's fucking insane. That's actually, I didn't even put that together. That's actually fucking hilarious. And also 
I feel like that's probably every movie he's in because the poor guy has just been like <laughs> crammed into movies where he's got to wear a fucking suit or be like a fucking freak. <laughs> you don't want to clown on Berryman. Um, but like, it, it's just funny. It's, it, I dude, I mean, listen, Joe told me he was alive the other day and shared a picture of him at a con. And I, I, I did not realize that this man was still alive, but good old Michael Berryman. He's still, Berryman. still at it. Weird and science, I, weird science alum. Was he on weird science? He is. He, of course he, 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 he might honestly be the same character he has, as he is in this movie. He just rides <laughs> a motorcycle into a house. <laughs> the movie or the show? The movie. Oh, okay. I'm more familiar with the show. That's insane. <laughs> but Joe, it's a hundred percent true. I, I bet Tina, Tina can tell you every every episode. Of <laughs> Dude, I was obsessed with the fucking show because it was on USA. Uh, it, it was. It was fucking great, man. That <laughs> show fucking rock. And dude, that was USA was just like this like borderland like. Not Borderlands. What am I saying? I'm a little, uh, like on the eh, on the cusp of like pornography, right? Like it was perfect for a teenage boy at the time because it was just like <laughs> silk stockings and fucking weird science where it like La Femme Nikita. Femme Nikita, where it was like, oh, there's definitely gonna be boobs in this, and there never was because it was never. fucking t- t- TV. Basically, I remember cable. being so hyped. Dude, I remember being so hyped because uh, the wrestler, the wrestler Sable, was oh. on an episode of La Femme Nikita, yeah. and like the previews that they showed were like the most risque shots. I was like, oh my god, they're go- this is gonna be fucking hot, and then it was just like the most boring police procedure. <laughs> all the most boring dry ass shows you've ever seen in your life they couldn't even spice up the show enough to like keep you fucking interested (laughs) dude silk stockings intro was just like women's body parts like silhouettes of women's body parts and you were like oh my god i'm in for a treat (laughs) it was just guys in suits fucking talking also, it was really weird during that time. Speaking of the weird science, we haven't even have you even mentioned the title that we're doing? But speaking of the weird science TV show, dude, in the early '90s, every movie for some reason had its own TV show, and like I was familiar with the Beetlejuice TV show and oh, the yeah. Ghostbusters TV show before I saw those movies. It's so weird. Like I remember Weird Science. Um, oh, oh, fucking Ace Ventura had had a, had TV a cartoon. Show. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Fucking Super Dave had a cartoon at that time. It was insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why did Super Dave have a m- cartoon in the morning? Clerks? Oh my. <laughs> what a weird fucking time. Uh, yeah, it was fucking nuts. But that is an interesting thing. Like we were finding out about, we were finding out about movies through these weird TV shows that uh, came out right around the same time. Uh, Michael Berryman was also in the. Uh, <laughs> Fucking, this is awesome. He was the medic in the Eminem Without Me video. <laughs> That's fucking dope. I, I honestly remember that. Man. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. I just watched that video the other day with James, though. So. Um, yeah, that's fucking funny. All right, Michael Berryman. But anyway, the point is, um, good old, I mean, Wes Craven, besides almost killing him in the first one, uh, gave this guy a fucking career. And like, that's that's cool, man. That's cool as fuck. Yeah. 
Like, this guy gets to go to cons now. He's in movie. Like, this guy doesn't get a movie if Wes doesn't put him in Hills Have Eyes. You know what I mean? Sure. Was he in, um, was he the Rob Zombie, like, what, Tiny? Was he Tiny in Rob Zombie's movies, or was that somebody else? Um, I don't think he was Tiny, but he's, he's, he's in the movies. Oh, is he? Okay. I mean, also, like, it, <sighs> Rob Zombie, like, is super influenced by this movie, right? Well, Very. okay, not part two. But we should say, have we part, said that no, we're doing... I, no, dude, I, honestly, he's probably influenced more so by part two. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know what? I kind of agree with you. I think you might be right. He's the only guy that's like, wait, there's a part, there's a part one. Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, all right, so let's, let's get into this a little bit. So Wes Roy, writes and directs Hills Have I part two. He does it in 83, two years prior. The movie oh, sucks. Sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, no. Going to your spiel. He, I was looking it up and then finally loaded. Uh, he, he's Cleavon in The Devil's Rejects. Cleavon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's like honestly the most perfect name for, for it. Never seen a better looking Cleavon. <laughs> Cle- and he's in The Lords of, Re- Lords of Salem. I actually haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember him in Devil's Rejects. He wore, like, the winter cap. Okay, cool. Um, Lords of Salem. I'm not going to get into this right now. Because since I'm just going to I'm gonna give a quick recap about how it sucks. And somebody's going to message me and tell me I'm a dickhead. But it's fine. Sounds like you just did. It sounds like I just started a fight. Um. So, okay. So, Wes Craven writes and directs this. He, he does it in 83. Uh, he, which is, like, so interesting. So... In he does the Hills Have Eyes in nineteen well first movie's Last House on the Left right, yep seventy eight is that uh n- no because Hills Have Eyes is seventy seven oh, okay so that one hang on I'm gonna pull it up right now so people, I, Paul's screaming at us as well as probably Paul's punching the air <laughs> everyone else <laughs> did Paul did Paul's been punching the air since you called him uh, tiny. Because he's gonna be like, because because isn't isn't tiny Matthew McGrory that that huge giant? I honestly didn't look yeah. it up. That name just came to me. Yeah. I just remember Paul like that's his like favorite fact ever. Being like, oh, he's like eight feet tall and they call him tiny. <laughs> so I know he's been punching the air since then. Nineteen seventy two is last house. Nineteen seventy two. Then he does Hills Have Eyes in seventy seven. Um, he does Deadly Bl- Then then the world. I think the world takes notice after Hills Have Eyes, right? Which. Great movie. I kind of I, I rewatched it the other day, kind of prior to this, just on a whim, actually. Um, man, brutal, like fucking genuinely terrifying moments in it. It is, and this paired with like Last House on the Left, like these are grindhouse films, like, dude. These these are not what he would go on to do. Terrifying, very raw. Yeah, they're very raw and like. And and to almost think, uneasy to watch. To think that you would like then be blessed with like some hits, which I mean, people. I mean, these movies people still claim are lower budget. The, the his his Hollywood movies that come up after this, but like I mean, you, these are really low budget. Last House on the Left and Hills Have Eyes. Um, yeah. But he gets the call up. He does Deadly Blessing. He does Swamp Thing, and he does Nightmare on Elm Street in '84. So. You know, he's in, he's there, right? Like, he he's made it, right? Like, Elm Street. But in between those movies, he films The Hills Have Eyes Part 2, which people yeah. claim he, 
I don't know what to believe because Wes hated this fucking movie. Like, it's noted that he hated it. <laughs> he wanted Wes, it to disappear. I never write down facts. I, I usually leave that to you and I just fucking talk out of my yeah. ass. But I, I, I actually looked this one up because it's so bizarre that Wes – everything that you just outlined – is so bizarre to me that he he made right. this film when he did, because he already has everything going for him. He already has a blueprint, and then and then this gets made. And it says that like he desperately needed cash, and he made this, and it's the only movie that he's ever disowned. Like he 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 said that he had nothing to do with it. Like he denied making it when people would ask him, and he's made <laughs> the person who, who was saying it was like. This is the guy that wrote the legendary killer cell phone genre classic Pulse and directed the <laughs> dreadful inner city inspirational teacher flick Music of the Heart. And it's like if he de- disowns a movie, like you know something's really bad here. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's really odd because even if he does this, even if he does this movie in '83, right? So if he, if he okay, so this movie was released in '85. After, after Elm Nightmare. Street. After Elm it Street. It could have been shelved, right? There's no need to release this. Right. So it was definitely released. I, I guess it was definitely released because people were like, because it was shelved. They said they made it and it was supposed to be released 83, 84. And, and it got shelved because it was terrible. <laughs> and, and maybe like, oh, Elm Street comes out and then they're like, okay, put it out now because it's got his fucking name on it, which is like the biggest scumbag move to like ruin somebody's fucking career if you're that, that company, right? Like, <laughs> this guy's about to take off and you're like, oh, by the way, drop that fucking bomb on everyone because we can make some <laughs> fucking cash now. But the thing is, it wasn't released in theaters. It, it had a limited run, it says, but I don't, I actually don't believe that. I genuinely don't believe that. I think it was just sold immediately to cable TV and like the like of that to just to make back the money. But, you know, like it's just doesn't add up still because he does Swamp Thing in 82. Swamp Thing's released in 82. Yep. And I don't think it was a hit, but like he, he couldn't have been that fucking broke. Could he? Could he? Right, it it seems unlikely. I, I just I feel like maybe I don't know. I, I don't know what Wes was going through during this period, but something was going on because this movie is uh, is rough, and they they stopped filming because they they ran out of money. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's it such a minimal, like a minimalist film. Right, too. that's what I was gonna say. What fucking money did you spend? Because there's nothing going on in this movie. I, you have like three vehicles, and you're in the <laughs> desert. That is your setting, right? Like, it's the fucking desert, and like you look at the first one, and I would say the first one had more, more like uh scenes and like buildings and uh, more special effects even and more characters more actors in it right. um so, so it's really odd that this one ran out of I, I don't know i feel like there's a lot of missing questions here that that yeah yeah that, that's actually a great point like last house on the left is so effective yeah it has no money right it's <laughs> the most minimalist movie you could have fucking made why is this so bad? It's the same amount of shit. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. And if The Hills Have Eyes was the thing that turned people on to Wes, you'd think more people would be like, hey, let's finance The Hills Have Eyes Part 2. Because, yeah, maybe Swamp Thing and Deadly Friend weren't, or Deadly Blessing, Deadly Friend is later, um, Deadly Blessing, maybe those weren't in his wheelhouse. Let's go back to, like, The Hills Have Eyes, right? 
uh, and and give them a little cash for it. But um, apparently, apparently, fucking not. <laughs> well, I have two questions for you. Yeah. What movie has more flashbacks? This <laughs> or Silent Night, Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two? Uh, because this is like this is like ninety percent the first movie. It is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Um, I don't. I don't know. I can't really remember Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two. I think it's this one. Um, I, I'm going to give the award to this one only because the best scene in movie history. Ha- the best flash. I shouldn't say the best scene. The best flashback in movie history happens in this. <laughs> when okay, so you know when you do a flashback and it like. It, you it, it cuts to a cut of the character and dream sequence, and then you go into, like, their memory, right? Yes. Okay, this is a typical flashback. <laughs> this movie does it to a fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite flashback I've ever fucking seen. The dog has a fucking flashback. They cut to the dog's face, and then it's like... <laughs> And then we see the dog's memory of, like, the first movie. It was my favorite thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I'm so glad you highlighted that. Because that is honestly one of the most absurd things I've ever seen anybody think to put into a film. (laughs) I I could not believe it, dude. That is hands down one of the best flashbacks. And And to do it in a movie that is so earnest... And not at all. That's, no comedy that's the elements. thing, right? <laughs> there's nothing to laugh at in this movie. I mean, there's a lot to laugh at, but there's nothing he wanted you to laugh at. And to, to have a dog flashback. Dude, there's, insane. there's not a moment of, like, a little bit of brevity comedy in it. It's, there's nothing There's nothing like that in this film. Oh, uh, you know, you, I, actually, that fucking loudmouth kid. Oh, wait. Okay, so fair. But, like... <laughs> That kid, that kid is the goat. That kid. Dude, when, when, should I just say it now? I, yeah. I feel like this episode's all over the place. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. When, when they're like, we're going to a bomb range, and that kid yells, "Holy shit!" <laughs> that is the most. That is the, the most powerfully, powerfully delivered line I've ever heard anybody ever ever deliver in film. It honestly took me like aback, and he's just like, "We're all out of beer," and it, it made me crack up. Like that kid should be in every movie ever. That kid, uh, fuck, I forget his character name. Um, I have it written down somewhere in my notes. But that that kid, um, I, I maybe I didn't never wrote his name down, but I definitely did later on in the movie. He he he, um, Harry. His name's Harry in the movie. Harry, the the so the movie. I will we'll get to it, and I'll give my two cents once that scene comes up because that scene. The whole bus ride is is chalk. I was like, man, how am I going to take notes on this whole movie? But don't worry, it fucking slows down. <laughs> it slows down a fucking lot. But that Here, here's, here's my my second question for you. Oh yeah, sorry. Quick. Is this a prequel to Rad? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Dude, those are the same, those are the same bikes, same fucking dirt bikes that they use. Yo, uh, who's a better motocross rider, uh, fucking Pluto or anyone from <laughs> anyone from Rad? It's Pluto. These guys are fucking supposed to be cavemen. He hops on a fucking motorbike and takes off like a bat out of hell. <laughs> Dude steals it from the trailer without them knowing. Oh my Maneuver god. It. And that that big guy, what's the big guy's name? Uh, the Reaper. 
the Reaper. There's no way that guy's maneuvering a, a bike like that. That guy, no, absolutely not. That guy that, eats rocks. Are you that, kidding me? That guy, that guy, this is not funny, but that guy died in his 50s because of how fucking big he was. Like, he, that guy was fucking enormous. That guy is like eight Sweet. feet tall. It's fucking gross. fucking crazy. Um, did, that, did that end scene? Holy shit. <laughs> There's a lot to there's a lot in this movie and it's crazy because I kind of we kind of like this beginning as if it was a movie to not talk about but there's so much there's there's a lot to talk about so um so we'll get into it real quick we'll we'll kind of <laughs> I'm gonna have to abbreviate so you open up with a recap of the first movie which is insane because the rest of the movie is all flashbacks of the first movie so all of it we really don't need that recap <laughs> being like dude it's like a scroll right like the the star wars scroll where it's like in 1977 yes. and it tells us everything no, dude, it- <laughs> It says it's based on a true story, right? Wait. Like these events are real. Which, which it says in the first one, too. Did you happen to Google if this was based on a real story? No, no. Dude, it, he put that in there because he read of something like this happening in the Middle Ages. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in America. No. <laughs> something you read happening in the Middle Ages. The Middle Ages. How can you take anything? Anyway, (laughs) everyone was cavemen in the Middle Ages. I know. The official Splatter movie guide said, I I put down this quote by them because it said, uh, Wes Craven must have thought all the viewers have amnesia because he keeps putting in everything (laughs) that happened in the first one all throughout the film. (laughs) It's true, dude. It's so fucking true. And also, I I just want to... Little little tidbit on that, uh, the movie being based on a true story. Saying it's based on a true story is fine. The way he worded it in this movie was as if he had gotten hit in the head with a fucking tack hammer. He said, it's, <laughs> it started with, the following film is based on fact. Is that not the weirdest way to say this is a true story? Like, what? The following film is based on fact? What, what does that even fucking mean? It's the weirdest fucking thing. Based Which, on as we fact. just... Found out that that's not true. It's, it's not fact. It's a fucking lie. <laughs> you could say, actually, a true story makes more sense because a story could be, you know, like, it's a story's a story, right? <laughs> like, it's just something that's been passed down. So, yeah, it could be based on a true story. This film is based on f- fucking factual information. No. Not one fucking- fact in that movie. <laughs> So they give us the scroll uh, about giving us a recap of the first one. We meet Bobby Carter, uh, same actor from the first movie. Um, And he's, uh, uh, guess what? After that scroll describing the first movie, we get Bobby recapping the first movie to his his, uh, therapist, his uh, psychologist, uh, who is the worst psychiatrist I've ever seen in my life because he's fucking nuts and he's... He's Bobby's like, God, I'm so fucking scared of the fucking desert. And like, I really don't want to go out there. And the psychiatrist is like, who the fuck cares? You killed those guys. Why are you being such a fucking nutcase? <laughs> his, his psychiatric advice is to get back out there. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? He's like, you fucking, you fucking killed them. Who cares? <laughs> the most traumatic event even even if that is the case that they're all dead and he killed them why would you want to go back to somewhere where you watched your entire family get murdered and you killed it that night (laughs) what the fuck you doing get back out there get on your motorbike (laughs) okay all right 
What a psychiatrist. Um, Janice Blythe is also back. Uh, she played Ruby. <sighs> she played Ruby, who was one of the family members of the Hill people, right? Um, also, her name is spelled like Janus, and I it made me laugh basically the entire <laughs> basically the entire movie. Fucking J A N U S. Fucking Janus. Uh, she's back. She played Ruby. Uh, she's playing the same character, but she's called Rachel for mo- for most of the movie until they yeah. decide to start calling her Ruby again. Which I was like, at first I was like, hey, maybe she's hiding her identity. Which is bizarre because no one knows that this exists. Everyone thinks it's just a made up story, right? So she wouldn't have to change her name. Um, the second weird part of that is before she reveals that she was there that night and it is all true that people, <laughs> people call her, they switch her name. <laughs> sometimes they call her Ruby and sometimes they call her Rachel. And it's one of the most frustrating things I've ever seen in a movie. But anyway, she's back. She's back. Um, and she is um, partners with Bobby. They they make, they make they've developed a new type of gasoline that makes motorcycles go really fast. And I th- this seems to be completely unnecessary to the story. But, you know, that's where we're at. And they own they own a motorcycle team now, which oh, I guess exclusively races in the desert, which doesn't seem smart for either of them. <laughs> um, we meet. Now we meet our main cast. We that's meet- actually that, that's such an amazing point. Imagine surviving <laughs> the most traumatic experience of your life, and then hanging around and, and finding a hobby where you have to exclusively do it <laughs> in the area where you're traumatized. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, Joe, that, that that's really like. <sighs> Even if Wes had a low budget and needed the cash, like, you could do a million things with The Hills Have Eyes Part 2 that aren't this movie and make a whole lot more sense. Like, there's no need to even bring those characters back. You don't have to. Have, uh, yeah. Dude, you can keep Pluto. Like, that. he's the most interesting part, right? right? Just have him terrorize another family. Dude, Bobby, just create a whole new family. Who's to say that they're all dead, right? Like, they only met. Four of them, or five of them, in the first one, right? Like, who the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, who the who the fuck? Like a Jaws the Revenge, right? Like the the, fuck. One of the f- remaining one of the remaining family members is out to like. It's really weird, and it's also weird. It's also weird because in the first one, while it is like a very secluded area, there are like police, and there's mentions of like the Air Force because like Ruby and her family like go raid the Air Force bases and shit. Like it. You know, it, I don't know. There's just a lot you could have done. And, like, what what is done barely makes sense. But, you know, we'll get to it. Because Bobby gets written off fucking almost immediately. He does. Which was fucking nuts to me. He's just there. He, he's just there to serve us those flashbacks. Right. Which we already understand. Like, <laughs> we already know. <laughs> What is it, most sequel like imagine the godfather part two just having michael corleone <laughs> talking to someone and just playing clips from the first one for the first 45 minutes <laughs> like you have to understand the audience if they're seeing a part two they likely have seen part one like, and then a flashback from michael corleone's cat <laughs> who witnessed one of the murders <laughs> 
yeah, no, that's that's what we got here. Um, we then meet the crew of the new cast. We got Roy and Cass. Cass is blind. Um, yes. But boy, is she a Stevie Wonder blind or what? This this woman, <laughs> this woman is unbelievable. She her boyfriend Roy breaks into her house and somehow Cass sneaks up on him <laughs> in, in a mask. <laughs> in a mask. <laughs> is that that like? <laughs> The girl's fucking blind. Why are you wearing a mask? <laughs> and also, like, he was, like, going in to, like, see her, but then, like, she's asleep, so he starts sneaking around her fucking house. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah. And like you said, she's the one that sneaks up on him, and he's like, oh, you got me. <laughs> also, does- that mask is, like, the most abrasive mask of it. You see anybody walking with that mask, you're calling the police, right? Like You fucking put... He's wearing put, it out. He's <laughs> walking into the house with it. Like, you put two bullets in that fucking guy no matter <laughs> what. That, that, that guy's up to no fucking good. If you know any store that sells that mask, you're a scumbag. Like, like <laughs> That mask is not sold to the general public. It's fucking horrifying. Oh, my God. Then we meet a ton of generically named people. You got Harry, Hulk, Sue, Foster, uh, Jane, uh, and and that's I think that's most of the crew. And, and, and Rachel or Ruby or whatever the fuck her name is. But it's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. So Bobby doesn't go, but Rachel joins the group and is kind of uh, leading the team out to the desert for a race. Oh, and they also pick up Beast, the dog, from the first movie. Yes, in a in a scene that didn't need to happen, it was like very follow that bird esque. They like they're like all on a bus and they like pull over and they're like, "Where's Beast?" And some lady that for some reason has Beast is like, "Please don't say his name." <laughs> I don't know why. And then Beast comes to the car and everything's like pretty fucking kosher. <laughs> I'm like, nothing happens. Beast is the most tame thing. <laughs> Uh, Can we we mention the first time that we're introduced to Harry right before they get on that bus? Yeah. That guy comes flying in on a motorbike. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this this isn't like a funny movie. Harry comes in at like 120 miles an hour and just immediately crashes into a bunch of boxes, which I'm not entirely convinced that was planned. I just don't think that guy knew how to drive a motorbike. Okay, here's my theory. I agree with you. I also think Harry might have suffered a brain injury in that moment because <laughs> the rest of the movie, Harry acts like a complete imbecile, imbecile. <laughs> and it may not have been part of the script. Because, Come on board. Because, because they get on the bus, right? And, and, and fucking Harry starts acting like an absolute maniac. Meaning, okay, yeah. right. Like he first, he's driving the bus, which is alarming, and he's he's like doing this insane character voice and just being like, "Out in the woods, the hills have eyes." Like fucking straight up saying the name of the first movie, <laughs> "The hills have eyes." And Rachel's in the car; she was, you know, part of that, but she doesn't seem too. Everyone's mocking basically the events of the first movie. And he's just screaming about him. And you're like, oh, my God. We also get another flashback because Rachel starts dreaming about the first movie because of this guy's antics. Um, And then we cut back to the bus. Uh, uh, Fucking Harry's no longer driving the bus. He's crawling on the bus. (laughs) He's crawling on the bus floor, just screaming, just being like, (laughs) 
have never. Why would you even shoot that? What a waste of fucking film. Dude, that would be exactly what happen, What would happen if those our, our acquaintances from Eastern rented a bus to, to take a trip into the desert. For sure. And listen, I'm not even going to front. I, it might have been me to be the one that's crawling on the floor. I'm not, I'm not even going to front. As much as I want to mock these other people, uh, it could have been me. Could, definitely could have been any of us uh, that's crawling on the floor just being like, It's just shocking that Wes, Wes filmed it, I guess. That's the more shocking part. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, also, have you ever seen a, a larger group of people more devastated by the news that Daylight Savings Time is ending? <laughs> Why that plays any role in the movie? <laughs> no. No, I have not. What a fucking stretch. The Foster is reading the newspaper and is like, oh my god. Daylight savings time ends on Monday. We go back to work. We lose an hour. And everyone, dude, it starts cutting to everyone. And everyone's like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) No one is that, dude. Even once, once people are starting to be murdered, no one shows that much fucking terror. I know. know. (laughs) And also the fact that not one person knew that that was approaching is fucking alarming. (laughs) Or that one person was like, Hey, yeah, no, I know. What what's the fucking problem? Like, <laughs> like why are you all reacting like this is the end of the fucking world? It's so fucking bizarre. <laughs> oh my god. Um it's fucking great. By the way, all these kids um they're going out into the desert and they immediately decide to go off the road and just <laughs> start driving through the desert. I'm not even sure why. It doesn't matter. Don't don't at me with your fucking explanation of why they're doing this. Because guess what? Rachel's on the fucking bus. She's been here. She'd be like, do not fucking leave the road. <laughs> okay? Like, because she also knows, uh, spoiler, the Reaper is part of her family also. It's her uncle. So she knows that there's others, right? Like, that exist out there. Right. So, you know, she, like, she wouldn't just be like, well, they're all dead. She'd be like, oh, gee, like, we probably definitely should not go out there. Wait, wait. I don't think I picked up on that. He, he's the, he's her uncle? I oh, thought he was. Yeah, he's the uncle. Jupiter. He, Jupiter's the, Pa Jupiter. They, dude, it was weird. They, they kept being like, Pa Jupiter. But it's Pa Jupiter's brother. Brother, yeah. So okay. it's her uncle. That's so stupid. <laughs> And she's like, Uncle Reaper? <laughs> and Michael Berryman's like, fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> and he lo- he loves me. He sewed my throat Dude. shut. Dude, Michael Berryman's voice honestly does not match that character. It does at not all. at all. Not at all. He should be he should be like grunting, right? And just like make like not being able to talk. <laughs> you know, he speaks like a fucking historian. Joe, Joe. Uh, that is after rewatching the original. Um, and I haven't seen the remake in forever, so don't like hold me to this. But I'm 90% sure in the remake they are more mutant-esque and not really communicating, right? Like like they have their own communication, but not really like human, yeah. right? Dude, the first one, they're talking on fucking radios like like fucking thespians. They're they're they're, they're totally fine. They're they're communicating. But I was like, oh my god. <laughs> They're speaking yeah, perfect yeah. English. <laughs> Barryman, Barryman is like giving a Shakespearean performance. 
It's fucking wild. It's really fucking... Except when they're, like, sneaking up on someone and then they're whispering. Which, that's when suddenly they're like... Like, Pluto kill Rachel. Like, what? I'm gonna slit your throat. <laughs> Whoa, that's fucking weird. Um... Now, if if Rachel wasn't going to stop them from going into the desert, you think seeing a fucking giant sign that says "Welcome" spelled W E L C U M would certainly make you turn the fuck around. <laughs> and even the people in the car are like, "Well, that's not very welcoming." And it's saying things like, "Why is there a welcome sign like, you know, in the middle of the fucking desert in the sand?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they all decide <laughs> <laughs> they all decided that. That's, fuck it. that's such a fucking wily coyote move. <laughs> Spell welcome wrong to try and trick the roadrunner to yeah. feel feel at ease. Free free bird seed. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the desert, fucking. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, we get a glimpse of Berryman for the first time. Um, he attacks Rachel. And somehow his uh, throat is sewn back together, and we learn that that was from uh, Uncle Uncle Reaper, the Reaper. So uh, he attacks Rachel, uh, and Rachel Ruby slash Ruby is a trained fucking fighter, <laughs> dude. She almost ends Pluto, who's Barryman, in in that first fight sequence. Like, dude, she fucking beats the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> beats the hell out of him, but he he ends up getting away and. And that's that. Um, then nobody believes her. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, okay, guys, time to fess up. Uh, <laughs> time to fess up. I, uh, I'm i the girl from that night. And <laughs> Barry is, uh, or Bobby is the guy. And they're all like, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like that fucking bump on your noodle fucking scrambled your brains. <laughs> He's like, all right. But then they see him because he ste- Pluto steals their fucking motorcycle. Right. So, you know, uh, Roy and Harry go out chasing him on their motorcycles. They have a big old motorcycle chase, which turns into a foot chase. Would you chase <laughs> someone that looked like Berryman? I, never. Never. Absolutely not. It, stole my bike. I would. Fucking and like it. the outfit that he's wearing, like it, it's a lost cause. And honestly, I'm going home. Like yes. Yes. I'm, I'm either. I'm got. I'm saving a bullet to put one in my head in case I encounter you again, and I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get a fucking home. Which and fighting him on his turf, like maybe, maybe, maybe be different if it was like my house, right? Sure. And he and he showed up, but like in his in his homeland, home, like home field advantage. No. Fuck no. Absolutely not. A chance. not. Which is weird because the end of this movie, um, spoilers, uh, the, the remaining characters, they walk away to help. Well, they don't have a, a, a vehicle. The, the buses broke down. They don't have motorcycles. They walk. They're, they're walking. That's the end of the movie. Why? I would have done that just right now. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> fucking. Especially since you have a survivor with you from the first event. Yes. You can tell you firsthand everything that has happened. Yeah, and probably like, knows what? the lay of the land. Then those, I, I would be like, we lost one bike. That's fucking fine. Like, this is a victory. Let's get the hell out of here. That's actually a great point. And wouldn't you just do like multiple trips on the bikes? Be like, all right, we're going to, I'll take, we'll take people, right? And we'll get as far away as we can on the bikes. Drop you off. Like, do like fucking drop offs, right? Exactly. 
Well, that's you could basically do anything other than what they just did. <laughs> and what they do for the remainder of the movie, which even after this Berryman encounter, the rest of the movie, they're so confused that this is like, like people are disappearing. <laughs> and like the rest of the movie is just them being like, you want to go frolic in the death desert? <laughs> And I mean, that was the best part of the first one, because the first one was not that at all. It was like, hunker down, be safe. This is the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to all of us. Like, this is not okay, dude. They crucify the fucking dad on the fucking cactus and light him on fire. Yes. Most insane thing. (laughs) So, Roy... So, Roy and Harry, Henry, whatever. Harry, right? Harry. Harry. They chase Pluto out into the woods. Uh, It turns into a foot chase. And Roy ends up beating the shit out of Pluto while Harry ends up getting, uh, like, tripwired off his bike. Uh, Again, again, Wiley Coyote reminiscent because it's just a big net. (laughs) Oh. Or or is that a different part? This is before the net. This is before the net. But this is when Harry... uh, he, first, Harry gets, like, fucking clotheslined off his bike by a tripwire that does nothing other than knock him off. But then Harry finds another tripwire where he looks up and it's, like, this giant spiked ball. And he's like, oh, you're not going to get me today. Avoids it. And then proceeds to trip the wire purposefully. <laughs> Just so he could be like, miss me, miss me. Because he, he ducks it because he sees the trap. And then a giant fucking rock falls and crushes it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cartoon. But that's, like and like Joe said, like, Harry might be the only, like, maybe if you want to call it comedy in the movie. But he's done. And, and it was very, nothing else is funny about this movie, right? Harry was just Flattened it. by a rock. <laughs> Flattened by a rock and that just like rolled off the hill. Like it wasn't, it wasn't associated with the actual tripwire. <laughs> um, so Roy, Roy has fucking Pluto dead to rights, but does not kill him. Even after yeah. Pl- Pluto just constantly is like, get ready for the Reaper. He's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Because at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking stab you and then leave you here to die. And then I'll deal with the fucking Reaper. Like, solo. But that does not happen. <laughs> that does not happen. Instead, he's just, like, walking around with Pluto. Um, which we are immediately introduced to the Reaper, who is like Hagrid on his fucking motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> Great comparison. Flying out of the fucking cave on his fucking motor- on Harry's motorcycle. Drags Pluto out of harm's way um, and capture and captures Roy in the fucking net booby trap, which you were <laughs> you were referencing. Which again, a little cartoony for uh, for this movie, but hey, you know. Meanwhile, at the at back at the camp, which I I don't even know if I want to call it that, but like they constantly find buildings to hang out in, so I don't I don't really know what to describe it as. But are they like a mine? It's like a mine shaft, but like. Half the rooms are like, I don't even know. They got the bus that they kind of use, but then they're in like a cabin a lot of the time. It, it felt like yeah. a cabin. I, I don't know. But the, so they're like aware that something is out there, right? Because they stole the motorbike. Everyone knows that. Right. And your two friends have not come back. Right. So probably not a great sign. 
A horrible sign. And, and the fact that they even debate that, like, do you think something's wrong? Like, of course. I would have honestly given it, like, 30 minutes, right? That's this it. is hours later. Max, dude. Max 30 minutes. I would, After 15, I'd be like, we are in big trouble. We're in big fucking trouble. Because, <laughs> uh, like, you know, really, realistically, if you were chasing down Michael Berryman on a motorbike, like, after 15 minutes, that's a long time. I, you're t- you should probably just turn, turn around. Agre- uh, a thousand percent agreed. Like, if you can't catch up to him by then, just be like, fuck it. Just fucking leave, yeah. Um, but, like, the kids are like, hey, uh, I've got an idea. The best offense is a great defense, so why don't we set a bunch of traps for the mutants? So they're like, they, this is the weirdest part of the movie, because they acknowledge their existence and then simultaneously are like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> So it's like really bizarre. It's really, it's like a really confusing thing. But so they set traps that never get used on the mutants, which is fun. Um, (laughs) And then in the biggest scumbag move in movie history, Foster, one of the characters in this, he wants to fuck Sue so bad that like fucking their only savior. And by the way, through both movies, the only, (laughs) the only character that's like worth a fucking damn is Beast, the dog. (laughs) <laughs> like Beast the Dog has more bodies under his belt than anyone in any of these fucking movies, dude. This dog does more work than anyone else. Everyone else is just a fucking idiot. This dog must be exhausted. Like he's the smartest one in two movies and he's like god, god damn it. Like are you fucking kidding me guys? Like <laughs> dude, and he dispatches these guys in both movies so it's easily. True. So it's easily. True. He kills Michael Berryman twice. Especially Berryman. Yeah, especially Berryman. <laughs> he rips out his throat in the first one and then fucking knocks him off of a cliff in this dude, one. <laughs> dude, that might be my favorite scene. <laughs> that dog fucking rocks, actually. Dude, just give me the, the dog with the flashbacks. <laughs> Smartest dog on the fucking smartest person in the movie. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Foster uh, wants to fuck, and this poor dog's locked in the bus, and he's like, "Get the fuck, out, get the fuck out of here, beast!" And kicks him out of the bus so he could get laid. Um, nothing comes of that, by the way. I, I took that note prior to learning that nothing fucking happens, and somehow, and somehow, Beast is back on the bus like three scenes later. <laughs> Um, here's a question. What's weirder? Um, Jane being confused about why, because Ka- Jane finds a bunch of candles and is like, Cass, who's blind? Cass, I found all these candles, but is confused why Cass doesn't give a fuck about the candles because she's fucking <laughs> blind. <laughs> or, or, or Sid being mad at Corey for losing, for being mad at him for losing the videotape in uh, the Slipknot video <laughs> that you sent me. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, probably the Sid one. <laughs> and just to clarify, guys, there's a video out there. It was during the uh, Disaster Pieces tour when uh, Sid was, like, using a, f- a camera to film, the like, from his mask for the DVD. And he ends up losing the videotape while stage countless, diving. Countless hours it shows of, of, of tour footage. Instead of putting it in a safe place, he goes, he goes stage diving. Stage diving with it in his pocket and loses it. And then approaches there's footage. <laughs> there's footage of Corey. So, so the news has already been broken to Corey Taylor. Do we mention we're talking about Slipknot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Slipknot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, so 
as Corey's sitting there and somebody's filming him, and the news has clearly already been broken to him because he's fucking stewing, and he even has his mask on. You can just tell he's stewing. <laughs> and Sid approaches him, and like <laughs> the most like I can't even describe it. It's like the most little like nerdiest way, being like, yeah. "Oh man, we really, really gotta find that camera." It's like, "No shit, dude! <laughs> you fucking lost it." What do you? And and Corey's response is, uh, "I'm so fucking mad at you, dude." And and Sid gets mad at him. <laughs> Sid gets spit. It's the- <laughs> Most insane interaction I've ever seen. Dude, Sid gets mad at Corey. Corey literally, like, which is honestly, like, the way Corey even says it, Corey says, I'm so fucking mad at you. Which is, like, rightful. I'd be like, dude, I'm so sorry. I know. And instead, Sid's like, fuck you. And spits on him. (laughs) (laughs) And fucking spits on him. It's like, dude, it's the craziest interaction of all time. (laughs) Like, how does Sid not understand why why Corey might be mad? <laughs> Dude, in approaching it like that. Like, I, I shared it in our group chat. Like, I used to do that shit to Paul all the time. Like, if yeah. Paul was, like, stewing about something, I would just ask him the obvious. And one time, like, Paul, I forget what he got mad at, but he smashed his printer. Like, took it out into the living room, because we lived together. Took it out and, like, smashed it. And, like, I was in my room, and you could just hear him... <laughs> Like psychopath, like grunting and yelling and just smashing shit. I've never heard anything get broken like more clearly from my room. And I just open the door. And I go, "Oh man, is that broken?" And Paul <laughs> fucking lost his mind. <laughs> lost his lost his completely like went off the hinges, screaming. Like, of course it's fucking broken, you piece of shit. And, like ran after me. But- Dude, there's got to be like a literary term for that because it's fucking hilarious. It's fucking hilarious saying like asking a question or a statement, a statement that like clearly has an answer and like you're kind of responsible for it and like dude Sid being like hey man we gotta find that kid like what <laughs> are you fucking kidding me of course you do but it's on you asshole yeah, it's a, that, that's the funniest part about it is like he could have worded that first of all he could have just been like I'm so sorry right and that probably would have just helped everything or he could have been like man I really gotta get out there and, and find that camera instead he's just like boy what a predicament we're in <laughs> What? Of course, like I didn't fucking do anything. You should, re- you should really get out there and uh, look for that. <laughs> the lead singer crawling around on his hands and knees looking for a videotape. I read. I read. I don't know how true it is because after I sent it to you, I was trying to look up more. Yeah. And there's one account which I'm just going to assume is true. I don't know why. Uh, there's one account that said that. Corey was going to the songs, uh, spit it out where everybody like gets yeah. down and jumps yes. up, you know, and, and Sid, <laughs> Sid was stopping the crowd because he, he needed to find it. So he was like not letting, not letting people participate in the song <laughs> <laughs> while everyone's down and calm. <laughs> Pause right there, everyone. <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking amazing. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so she she's really confused about why the blind girl, why the blind girl isn't excited about the candles. She's like, look at all these candles. Blind girl is like, cool, thanks. thanks. Um, we also there's two adult women in this movie that for some reason have superpowers. <laughs> One is Cass, who can hear things. Right? Like, she's, like, she hears, like, something miles away and is, like, Beast beast sees sees Pluto. (laughs) Like, she doesn't even know. I I think that one can be more explained because 
usually when somebody's like blind, their other senses sure. are strengthened. I, so I that one I'm okay with. Okay. Yeah. But then there's then there's Ruby slash Rachel who is just a feral person, right? She, she was raised feral, but for some reason has a heightened sense of smell. <laughs> like like walks into a room and is like, that's a raccoon. And one of the guys is like, wow, you've got a crazy sense of smell. And she's like, oh, no, I just know uh, the dogs bark. But, like, it, like, zooms in on her face like she's hiding this, like, dark secret. <laughs> that she can smell fucking raccoons. And it comes into play constantly. Yeah. Also, I wish she could have smelled Foster and Sue fucking. And been like, oh, my God. What is that smell? Because <laughs> when that scene's happening, she's like... <laughs> What is that? I smelled I smelled something. <laughs> anyway, uh, they find a bunch of buildings that Jane, Jane and Cass kind of explore for the next 30 minutes or so, like in between scenes. Um, Cass, being blind, does not notice, like, dead dogs. She literally touches everything. There's, there's a giant dead dog behind her. <laughs> She's literally touching the entire wall except where the dog is. <laughs> and then also in a weird thing, these fucking Hills Have Eyes people... Have have taped up uh, a newspaper article about them killing the first family. Which there's no way those guys can read, right? They, 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 I mean, they speak great. <laughs> they speak great, but even if they can read, where the fuck are they getting a newspaper from? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Hulk, who's another character, he's like this bigger guy that really doesn't matter up until this moment where him and Rachel are ambushed and Hulk <laughs> is immediately as soon as you're like a little bit invested in this guy Hulk he takes a fucking giant Dude, metal spear to the chest. <laughs> I've never seen a bigger metal I don't think I've ever seen a metal spear like that ever. Dude, in the middle of the fucking desert you know what you guys don't have fucking harpoons you're not sh- f- f- fishing for whale like what <laughs> where would you even obtain this giant fucking it's like a giant it's a harpoon, right? Like it, it would appear to be something similar to a harpoon. And the point you made is great because we don't care about this guy it, like until now because he's finally getting some screen time. Yeah, and you're like, uh, you're like, oh, maybe this is going to be our hero. He's just immediately killed off, immediately impaled. Like, like <laughs> he's he's sympathizing with Rachel for the first time. Like no one's really given Rachel a fair shake, and this guy's finally like hearing her out while they walk around. <laughs> And is immediately fucking murdered. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Cass is still in that fucking house of horrors, just fucking walking around being like, oh, this is a weird building. <laughs> I, I've never, and like, listen, I'm not saying like the blind aren't capable when I make this. Obviously, I'm not saying that. But like, it, it, Cass is, like, everyone is afraid right now. Well, they should be, but no one is really behaving that way. But Cass is walking around by herself blind as a bat in a building that no one is knew existed. Like she just found it. <laughs> and like, you're on the, like you said, like they're, they're on these people's turf. Right. Leaving Weird. her unprotected. Anyway, Foster, who was uh, having sex with Sue, then finds Jane showering and is immediately like, I want to fuck you. <laughs> 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 and, Jane's like, hey, what about Sue? And he's like, what about Sue? And then Sue's right there being like, you piece of shit. (laughs) And then everyone just starts running around screaming at the top of their fucking lungs. Like, 
guys, like you, you were afraid not that long ago. And now everyone's just screaming each other's names, like at the, the, the top of their lungs. Fucking Foster takes the bus and starts trying to chase down Sue in a fucking bus. They're like running out of gas. Like they have like very little gas and they know that. And, and they're like the whole reason that they're here is because they were trying to find gas at this place. And, right. and, and, and fucking Foster's like, I'm just going to take the bus and get the fuck out of here. And it breaks down like fucking 10, 10 feet. And he's so confused. He's like, what the fuck? What a piece of shit. <laughs> But Foster gets it. He does. Gets he, pulled under the bus. <laughs> pulled under the bus, which you don't see the by a guy who's who's eight feet tall, <laughs> and somehow impales his fucking skull with an axe. Yes, but whatever. Um, Jane's outside yelling for Foster and Sue, and that probably won't end well. And she sees a shadow, and again, like again, these people know what's going on. She sees like a shadowy figure, and is like, "Uh, uh, hello, can I help you?" <laughs> Not, not like I should probably run for my fucking life. Run the other way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, who are you? Like, what, the, what, what are you saying? Like, get the fuck out of there. Um, Cass and Jane, though, finally reach each other. Uh, and Rachel is out running around just finding people in the night to tell them that Hulk's dead. Like, dude, she runs up into, like, Jane and is like, Hulk's, Hulk's fucking dead. And she's like, oh, my God. And then just, like, appears to, like, just run away. <laughs> like the rest of the movie like is very 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 odd um Cass also finds a fucking secret door into the refrigerator yeah which will kind of come into play sort of and he does they find Foster's dead body uh Jane's captured by the reaper who kills her by squeezing her to death and again you know, the first movie is so unique with its uh, torture and, like, gruesome kills. Um, and this one just doesn't doesn't even come close to matching the vibe. Which is odd, because it's the same writer and director. <laughs> you, right? Like, you know what made the first one successful. And you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe this guy just squeezes her really hard. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool, right? That, that's very, very... Torture, torturous. Bear hugs, bear hugs her to death. I honestly was confused. I was like, she can't be dead. But then he like drops her, and he just fucking thuds down. That's the last we see of Jane. So that's that was a, that's a wrap for her. Um, Sue's next to go. Uh, Reaper throws her through a window and then slits her throat. I, I think it's Reaper. It could be Pluto. It's hard to say because the picture is just fucking pitch black at this point. They're just. They're filming at night with zero lights. <laughs> you can't see shit. You can't fucking see right. shit. But that's fine. Um, Rachel encounters Pluto again and fucking drop kicks him. <laughs> and this is when Re- Pluto reveals to to Ruby slash Rachel that uh, this the whole story of Reaper and what happened and that it's their uncle. She's like, Uncle Reaper? Very, very articulately. <laughs> Dude, this speaks perfectly. Very clearly. We all understand exactly, <laughs> exactly what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> but, thankfully, Beast shows up before Beast, he can kill Beast Rachel. Beast is on the prowl. Yeah. <laughs> As usual, the only person that can get shit done in these two fucking movies. The dog chases him away. Uh, Pluto gets away and is like, you stupid, dumb brain, fucking tin can dog. <laughs> 
And then is immediately thwarted by said dog who like barks at him and fucking Pluto, Pluto falls off a fucking cliff. <laughs> That's all he does. And the, the dummy that they drop off the cliff made me laugh so hard. Because you get to see him fall the entirety of that cliff. <laughs> it, was so, it was so insane. It was so insane. Talk so much shit to a dog and then immediately be like, Whoa! <laughs> Just getting barked at. <laughs> uh, Beast also locates Roy, who uh, he wakes up. And, of course, Roy wakes up being like, I can race, I can race, Mom. And it's like, oh, oh, I'm still in the fucking desert. Which, by the way, they 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 trapped Roy, but, like, apparently just left him out by, the rock, like, by a rock somewhere so he could easily get away. <laughs> they didn't want to eat him, I guess. Well, while all of this is going on, Cass is still walking around the fucking building. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, Cass has supersonic hearing. She's not hearing any of this fucking shit. She's literally, the whole movie, she's been like, I hear water dripping, (laughs) like, from miles away. (laughs) Yet she hasn't heard any of her friends be murdered because she finds their bodies later and touches them and is just like, oh, my God. Uh, and while Cass is doing that, Reaper belly flops through uh, a sun, a fucking sunroof, moon, sunroof. It's, it's called a sunroof, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> crashes through that. Um, starts chasing Cass. Uh, she she heads into the hideout through the refrigerator. Finds all the corpses. Uh, she finds a jar that I read online was a jar of acid. Okay. Um, I don't see that being the case. I think it's pissed jars. Um, cause she like touches it and then starts like rubbing it all over herself. I thought it was like to mask her smell or something. Um, but then she smashes. She do that with acid. Right. That's, that was my question. And then, I mean, she smashes it on Reaper's face, which, okay. But like nothing actually happens to Reaper's face. He's just like, kind of like confused and pissed. Covered in piss and got a fucking jar smashed over his head. I'd be fucking... I'd be confused also. <laughs> I wouldn't think somebody would use my piss jars against me. Uh, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't strike me as acid. Is what I, I don't know. It seems very I odd. I agree. I don't think it was. It's, it's fucking 100% piss jars. Dude, they live in a fucking cave. Like, you're, you're pissing in a jar and putting it on a shelf. <laughs> Although, now that you say that, I disagree. There's no way they're pissing in a jar. Oh, okay. Pissing fair, wherever they please. Fair enough. They're just pissing all over themselves for sure. Yeah. No. You know, I think you're right with the piss jars. They probably piss on themselves, but they are very well spoken. <laughs> they might be. They might be elegant. They might be sophisticated old people that are like, no, we don't piss in the fucking cave. You you piss in the jars. We we say we save them. You know what? Fine. Now, now I'm back on that side. Why would they have acid? Like, why would they have access to acid? And what would they be using it? Actually, that's really that's the end of the argument right there. It's just really more. How do they get access to acid that they're just hanging on to? Also, yeah, we we just took our little quick break here, uh, but I was on Instagram and uh, a, a fan of the show, Toucan Sammy. Uh, posted one of the funniest, <laughs> funniest, uh, TikToks I've ever seen on Instagram. And it was like, <laughs> it was like characters in movies who struggled with hammers. 
And it was a clip of uh, Joaquin Phoenix from the fucking alien movie. What's that called? Uh, Signs. Signs. He's trying to nail, dude. He's trying to. He's trying to board the door. It. It's actually fucking insane. Go look at the. <laughs> go look at the clip tonight. It's fucking nuts. He never hits the fucking nail. It's. It's as if he's never hammered in his life. <laughs> I don't know why they even kept it in. It's crazy. He's like, it's almost as if he's hitting it like up and down. <laughs> I just had to bring that up. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Anyway. Um, so they, uh, they, 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 uh, our, our, our home girl here, uh, fucking it's not right. It's Cass. She's blind. <sighs> she escapes, right? She, she shatters it over his head. She finds a way out of the shaft by climbing up a rope. Uh, where where Roy is, uh, coincidentally. Um, so they get out and they start loading up the bus with the rocket fuel that, that was developed by Bobby. Um, and they lure the Reaper in. You know, it's <laughs> they lure the Reaper in by yelling, uh, <laughs> the Reaper sucks. <laughs> <laughs> This is what Bobby yells, and the Reaper's like, you son of a bitch. Wait, I should probably do my uh, catchphrase there, because people have been yelling at me to say it more often. Uh, you piece of shit. The, the, the Reaper says, you piece of shit, and then goes after them. Uh, and then they light the area on fire. It turns into a big circle, which Cass runs and avoids the flames with, again, the skill of only uh, the only other blind person that has a skill, Stevie Wonder, who catches microphones. Uh, if you don't know about me and Joe's beef about whether Stevie Wonder's blind, I don't know what to tell you. It's scattered throughout <laughs> scattered throughout the, uh, the canon of the horror show. <laughs> Never seen a more blind person in my life. He's not. Anyway, uh, and neither is Cass because, dude, she, like, dodges the flames. Anyway, they escape. Uh, she pulls out uh, Roy, and uh, the bus explodes, killing the Reaper who's inside. Well, you think it kills the Reaper because <laughs> the bus fucking explodes into a billion pieces. Uh, but then they're standing there being like, oh, thank God it's over. And then the fucking Reaper comes running out of the flames and then just falls down a shaft, a mine shaft, to his final death. Now, back to the blind thing. They, the guy's like, oh, my God. And they, like, move out of the way of the Reaper who falls down the shaft. And the blind girl, Cass, is the one that's like, he's gone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, dude, you don't know he fell down. How do you know he fell down? A fucking mind shaft. <laughs> he could just be running around. You have no idea what's even. You don't even know he's running at you because it's not like Roy's like he's coming. He's running for us. <laughs> but Roy's like, yeah, you're right. He's gone. They have a laugh, and that's the end of it. They they the last scene is uh Beast, Cass, and Roy all walking through the desert, happy to be alive. But soon to be killed by dehydration or hypothermia because they're fucking lost in the desert. It's been like three days. With no car. <laughs> what a happy ending. <laughs> R.I.P. everyone. Man, that that ending scene made me laugh so fucking hard. Just... Him falling through the mine shaft? 
just the, the the whole lighting of the fire and like sliding underneath like she like you know how it was engulfing in like the circle yeah she ran and, <laughs> and like beat the fire somehow and, and the re- dude the reaper could have killed them like four times over yeah so he's just standing like a fucking bumbling idiot <laughs> and then the reaper's surrounded by fire it's a big fire circle and the bus that they like loaded with the fuel is in the middle of the circle. So it actually, it doesn't really, it's not that big of a threat and he's actually outside of the bus, but then for it's some, not a threat at all, for some reason goes inside of the bus and then like <laughs> sees a giant thing covered in blankets <laughs> and removes it. And it says explosive. And he's like, Whoa? <laughs> and then it fucking blows up. Yeah, dude. Not a threat at all. I was thinking, like, maybe he's like the Frankenstein monster, you know? Right. Just, like, right, can't right. be around fire, but he's not. It's, just, it's like a minor, a minor inconvenience. I thought the same thing. That's what I was like. I was like, maybe he's a simp and afraid of fire, but, like, he can read. He knows what explosives are. Like, genuinely, like, those flames are big, but, like, you really could just, like, jump through them and be fine, you know? Like, <laughs> fire's not that. Like, fire's crazy, but, like, you just kind of, like, it's just lighting the fuel on fire. It's not, like, you know? Yeah. To 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 your point, it's not, like, the room's engulfed and there's no, like, escaping, right? Yeah. Like, he could have, like, jumped through it. It's a ring of fire. He's fucking eight feet tall. Also. Step over it. There's sand everywhere. Don't people use sand to put out fires? Yes, of course. Just kick it. Just kick it <laughs> over the fuel and it will go away. <laughs> Oh boy, but that's the end of um The Hills Have Eyes Part Two, the final I liked it way more talking about it now than I did watch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I, although you know what, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I don't think it's um I don't think it's like a, a terrible movie. It's just given the 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 circumstances and the director and the writer, Wes Craven, and like where this fell in his career and why it was made as shitty as it was, it's all very odd. And and you'd expect more of the guy that did the first one for probably a smaller budget. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a pretty terrible movie, but, but, but to your point, I think if it was like somebody who was just starting, right. Or like, even if this was the first Hills of Eyes and you're like, Oh, Wes was just getting, you know, Right. Wet behind the ears. Right, right. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. This is it's it's a little weird. It's it's very weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's just very odd. <laughs> the cover art is also fucking madness. Cover art is nuts. <laughs> it genuinely looks like an MST three K like like the devil versus Santa Claus type <laughs> vibe to it. Like very Russian like <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Wes had some debts he had to pay or something. Could be. You know, you got guys out there. And he was, you know, he was in that porno scene. We 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 got to talk about if I He's bring a up, fluffer. If he was I, a fucking fluffer. He was not. He wasn't a fluffer, but he did make deep throat. And uh, I stand by that. I stand by the fluffer. <laughs> Wes Craven. What a guy, man. Um, why? Rest in peace. Why? <laughs> Why did he make though? Let's talk about why did he make music of the heart? The, I mean, all right. So I'm more okay with those like that and Pulse because that was the end of his career. Yeah. He, you know, he's already set. Like, just go through the motions, get an extra paycheck. Sure. 
take care of your family. That I'm fine with. But in terms of, of why he made a non-genre film at that time, I have no fucking clue. Like, because, uh, so I'd, I'd actually read that when he made the original Hills Have Eyes, he actually didn't want to make horror movies anymore. He was like, he had something else in mind. And then claimed the only way he could get money was by making the Hills Have Eyes. Hey, buddy, that's not fucking, that's not fucking true. <laughs> biggest, biggest lie ever. <laughs> Probably lost money doing that. But dude, a bit, that was like shocking, right? Like, it's not like people were like, please, we need more of The Last House on the Left. After The Last House on the Left, people were like, this guy is fucking sick. He wanted to fucking burn him at the stake. Right? <laughs> but he wanted to make something. And then it's like, dude, you could have done that, like, you know, after any, pretty much any movie after this. You could You could have exited the genre, but instead you just... Kept going at it. You made Vampire in Brooklyn <laughs> for fucks. Made fucking deadly. Make two movies with the word deadly in it. Like, give me a break. Are they are they related or no? Not that I'm aware. Of. I don't think so. De- deadly friend is <laughs> throw the mama from the tree. Anne Ramsey, disgusting mug. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Anne Ramsey is unbelievable. <laughs> Anne Ramsey's a fucking queen. <laughs> I fucking love her. Oh, R.I.P. died August 11th, 1988. Jesus Christ. The Goonies. 88. Man, she didn't make it quite past any of Sean. Sean, she was like fucking 95. Joe, 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 she died at age. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I completely agree with you, right? Like she looked the 95 and threw a mama from the train. She was 59 years old. <laughs> the, the year the year after throw mama from the train. And that's when she passed away. RIP. <laughs> she was 58 and throw mama from the train. <laughs> that's the funniest fact oh, I've man. ever read. <laughs> Dude, she looked ancient in the Goonies like <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. I mean, I mean, Tina and I were actually having that conversation recently because she was like talking about her grandparents and stuff. Like both our grandparents died pretty young, like in their yeah. sixties, but they looked like grandparents. And now, like now, we we know people in their sixties now that look like fucking great. Well, it's just a, it's just a weird I, thing. I told you, me and my son watched The Blob the other day. And Steve, Steve McQueen, first of all, Steve McQueen, I'm pretty sure he's playing a high schooler in that, which is already insane because he was he was 28 at the time, which kind of ruins the bit. But anyway, Jay, my son was like, Dad, this guy is so old. Why is this guy so – he was like, why is this guy so old and this girl so young? And I was like, I was like, no, he, he can't be that old. But, like, I'm looking at him and I'm like, man, he looks 40. Like – Late 30s. And I was like, let me just look, look it up. <laughs> fucking 28 years old. He looked like fucking dog shit. <laughs> he looked fucking terrible. He looked awful. That, that, that's that's the thing, right? Like, think of uh, think of like Cary Grant and Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Heartthrobs. They're the oldest looking guys I've ever seen for, in every movie that they've ever been in. And then they're in their like late 20s. <laughs> Wait, that's crazy to think about, right? Fucking Cary Grant. When did he even... How old was he when he died? He died he died when he was 82. Okay, fair. In 86. But like in those movies, I mean, he was born in 1904. So even in those movies he was 30, but he looked like uh, a 50-year-old man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> it looks like what my dad looks now. You know? My dad's <laughs> in his upper 60s. It's fucking wild, man. Fucking insane. It's so weird to think about that stuff. Yeah, James was fucking horrified, horrified by Steve McQueen's face. <laughs> he's like, Jesus. And he was like, his hair's gray, dad. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, he's <laughs> like, fucking, you know, rode hard and put away wet a few times. I don't know. <laughs> Well, that's the thing then too. Like, like nobody dyed their hair, right? Now, now yes. you never know who's gray. No one dyed their hair. There was no plastic surgery, and they were fucking baking in the sun twenty four seven. Out, <laughs> out, true. out in fucking L.A., dude. They one hundred percent were probably like super fucking tan. But yeah. Anyway, the blob. The blob's cool, man. The blob was a good movie. Blob's cool, but I actually think I prefer the remake. Um. I agree, but actually, I rewatched. Well, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for James's commentary on uh, Matt Dillon's brother's face, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That oh fuck that. So that one's rated R because I looked it up because I was like, I want to show him that. I'm pretty sure there's boobs in it. I think that's like the only thing, and it's a little more gruesome, right? It's a lot. A little more, more gruesome. gruesome, yeah. It's a lot. More uh, yeah, yeah. The, the first was <laughs> first was like a fucking gumdrop terrorizing the town. <laughs> Uh yeah no and I think there's some the, some breastlessness but um fuck I wanted to show it but to him you buy you buy his condoms from that that guy that's in every movie ever he plays Babe Ruth <laughs> in the Sandlot and then he goes and takes his daughter out on a date <laughs> do you remember that the guy the guy the guy that's just deadpans fucking oh fucking I haven't seen that in forever dude that in the you, we got to do that movie, and we got to do um, the the Night of the Living Dead remake. Those are two like great fucking. Remakes. Those are good movies. Yeah, Those are good movies. Great remakes, man. We try. Man. We, try we, we try to stay away from that on the show. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if somebody did like a remake of Night of the Living Dead in twenty twenty one? People would be like, lose their fucking mind. But they did it in the nineties, and it worked. You know, you can't shit on a remake until you see it. Let me put it that way. I mean, S- Savini did it. So yes, that helped. Like, Plus okay. Tony Todd. So, speaking of Wes Craven, real quick before we wrap up the episode, uh, there, there's a remake in the works for People Under the Stairs with Jordan Peele producing it. Okay. Right? So, I've had fans, uh, one recently, I forget her name, I'm sorry, uh, but was like, how, what do you, how do you feel about this? And I was like, I don't, like, I guess I don't give a shit until I see it. Like, if you fucking butcher it, like... Then you could be like, oh, what the fuck did you do that for? <laughs> right? But, like, at the same time, I'm like, who? you have the original. Like, f- fuck it. Right? Like, just watch the original. But I don't know. I That's don't know. pretty much my philosophy. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll go see them. You know? I'm not, like, opposed to them. And, like, if they're really good, then that's a bonus. And if they suck, then I'll be like, what? Okay, I'll never watch it again. I'll just watch the original. It right. literally impacts me. No way. And if you think about, like, uh, uh, these are perfect examples. The Blob and Night of the Living Dead. If you, like, transfer that to 2021 in the same age difference, which would probably be the 80s, which is fucking terrifying. But, like, <laughs> you'd be, like, the people would be losing their fucking minds. You know what I mean? Like... If the, that shit was getting remade right now, people would be like, this is fucking bullshit. And, like, those are fucking phenomenal remakes. Yeah. Like, doing way better, but I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I'm just some asshole. I don't know anything. <laughs> just here talking about Wes Craven. 
I'm right. trying to do the math. Dude, 1968 is when the first Night of the Living Dead came out. So 1990. That's only 22 years. 22 years. So think about that. That would be like 2000s movie. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, there was like, what is that? There was like something that was like, you're, cl- oh, fuck. Oh, it was Back to the Future, right? Oh, that's the fucking meme that's going around. That's like the time difference from Back to the Future. When Back to the Future was made, when he goes back to the, I think it's the 50s, right? 50s, yeah. Is the same time difference between now and the 90s. Yeah, yeah. It's like 30 years. Crazy. Yeah. Which is fucking nuts, because you watched that and you were like, he went so far it's, back yeah. in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it would just be us going to the 90s. It's fucking nuts. And Marty Mc... Like, dude, like, it meant... <laughs> anyone this age going back to I mean I guess it would be kind of similar right (laughs) I don't think it would I don't think it would because because in the 50s we weren't that technical like no you're right because the aliens we didn't have the alien technology yet right the the last 50 years has been like a technological renaissance right Right. you're just living in it so you don't really like reflect on it but like the jump from the 50s to the 90s right was massive is incredible. It's insane. The 80s is incredible. The jumps from the 90s to now, you know, whatever. It's crazy, it's but like, have, not They won't have bad. iPhones. Right. They'll fucking feed, feed Tamagotchis. Like, there was at least, yeah, there was at least electronics back then. So you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's that makes sense that we evolved to that. Like, like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Fucking, and that's all thanks to the aliens. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the aliens that live in the Earth. Underwater. Yeah. It definitely octopuses. <laughs> All right, everyone. <laughs> Dude. Uh, oh, that, have we talked about what we're doing the rest of the month? I don't think we did. We just talked about it internally. Oh yeah, guys, we've I'll got be, uh, we've got a fucking lineup for you. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I don't know. <laughs> We've got a fucking lineup for you for the next month. Uh, I'm not going to give it all away, but I will tell you next week, the most requested movie. I've never seen more people excited. I know what you did last summer. Oh, that's next week? That's next week. We're wrapping up. Let's fucking go. Because it is not. We we talked about it and we were like, wait, is it a school movie or is it a summer movie? It is a a summer movie. It is a. They're going in. It's a 4th of July movie. It's a 4th of July movie. So we are going to do I Know What You Did Last Summer next week to wrap up this summer spectacular. Are we doing I Still Know What You Did? Are we going to do that? Yeah. Well, like, let's save it for next summer. You know, <laughs> I put together I put together this schedule and I was like, why do I even bother with it? Well, it's mainly it's mainly for our social media person cuz like she like can like get stuff ready for us. But like I do it and I'm like, we're just going to come up with funnier movies like in the middle of an episode being like, hey, remember that fucking remember fucking uh that time Michael Berryman was in this movie and then we're like we got to do it even though neither of us has seen it and then we do it and we're like uh we probably shouldn't have done this movie <laughs> but anyway uh yeah anyway yeah we'll save it we'll save it we could we we could do that another time but big request for 90s movies which um barfo yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
All right. But anyway, I know what you did last summer. And then September, I think we've got a fucking, I think we've got a fucking killer schedule for September. I'm really excited for it. <laughs> and the live show that we're going to do is uh, Chef's Kiss. But we'll talk about that next week. We'll talk. And if you subscribe to Patreon in honor of his birth month, we're going to do oh. uh, David, David Wayans. <laughs> For all you people that hate us talking about movies not not in the horror genre, g- great news. If you pay us, we're going to talk about <laughs> Damon Wayne's movies for a whole month. <laughs> Last Boy Scout. La- so, yeah, we're talking about Last Boy Scout. We're talking... Bulletproof. Uh, Bulletproof. Uh, Marcy X. We're not... Uh, maybe. And, and Dude, we have to. What is it? Blank Man? Blank man. Blank man. <laughs> I think that's the four. I think that's the four we'll do. <laughs> uh, I'm so fucking excited. Damon Wayans is a national treasure. And if you tell me Major Pain, I understand. I love Major Pain, but it's not on the list, all right? We can't. I mean, I guess we could be. Fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, Joe, do you have anything else to, to talk about? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, Bugnish1985. Bugnish1985 is his Instagram. Uh, we're at Instagram at I Hate Horror, uh, Facebook.com slash I Hate Horror, and uh, Twitter.com slash I Hate Horror Show. Hit us up. Thank you all so much. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. I haven't said that in a minute on iTunes. If you do, I'll send you a sticker. Um, and then just email me, Sean at I Hate Horror, and I'll get one of those over to you. And that's it, guys. So we'll see you next week for I Know What You Did Last Summer. And, I'm so uh, hyped for it. Ah, dude. What? I'm hyped for oh, it. Oh, I'm so fucking hyped. I think that's a that's going to be great, even though we already did it. <laughs> and, and you, we did, right? No, we never did. And you did a ah. but you, you think you did a bit on fucking I don't even, <laughs> somebody's ah. pants or shirts. No, no, no. It's Ryan... How do you say his name? Felipe? Ryan Felipe. Wait, wait. Yeah, that's it. Wait till you see his fucking shirts. Longest, most, the most poorest fitting clothing I've ever seen. Anyway, we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you to Joe. Uh, and uh, to all of you, thank you all for listening. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Dice, 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 dice,